Hello, fellow kids, and welcome to Hello, Fellow Kids, where your two hosts read some books that were totally meant for their age range and discuss them. I'm Josh. And I'm Laura. And for this episode, we read Doll Bones by Holly Black. It is a Newbery Honor book. Is it? It is. At least my copy says that. Mine doesn't have the... <laughs> I think yours is like a... Is yours like a school market? Yes. Yeah. Yours is a little <laughs> book fair copy. <laughs> I looked immediately in the back and as soon as you asked it, I read, this, this edition, edition is available for distribution only through the school market. Um, so, y'all haven't heard the uh, other episode where I uh, tried to synopsize, so... As far as you're concerned, this is the first time that I've taken this role, so sorry if I am not quite as good. Do you have anything you want to say before we get into it? Any any anything about Holly Black or? I was about... pleasantly surprised. Okay. Um, because I was reading the acknowledgments and I read some of the company she keeps, and she is like head and shoulders above all of them. So I was just like, okay, all right. This is your you, first. You not... This is your first Holly Black. This is my first Holly Black. So I've read all the Spiderwicks, and then I read Tithe, Valiant, and Ironside. So I've read quite a few of her from like about a decade ago, but nothing this recent. When was this written? 2013. Okay. So yeah, most it's... current book we've read. I think that's true, yeah. So, chapter one. This is not a very long book, by the way. It's only about 250 no, no, pages. Yeah. Reads pretty quick, and there's some illustrations and stuff. But uh, They're good illustrations. They are. I really like the art style. Yeah. The... Let's give a shout out to the cover illustration, Eliza Wheeler. Hey, Eliza, I really like your art. Yeah, it's really good. I liked it. Fit the tone well. It did, yes. Chapter one. So we are introduced to our protagonists. They are Zach, Poppy, and Alice. They are, give or take, 12 years old. When we first meet them, they are playing with some uh, like action figures and dolls. I, I dubbed it Pirates versus Mermaids because that's the <laughs> current adventure that's going on is they're, they're heroes who are uh, aboard a ship. They're out at sea and some mermaids are trying to like drag them down. Poppy is in charge of playing the villains, uh, the mermaids. She decides to surprise the rest of the group by switching up the rules and dragging Alice's character into the water, uh, which Alice is not too fond of because she's like, my character was, was tied off to the mast. There's no way you could do that. <laughs> They're discussing what's going on in the game. Poppy's hoodlum older brothers uh, come outside and they make fun of Zack, probably for playing with dolls at this age or whatever. Yeah. They then tell Alice that her overbearing grandma called and wants her to come home. So Zack and Alice go inside Poppy's house because they were playing outside Poppy's uh, to get Alice's backpack. And the house is pretty, it's pretty dirty and, and not well kept. It's established pretty early on that her parents aren't there a whole lot and have kind of given up on a lot of the aspects of home life and parenting. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And this is when we're introduced to the Great Queen, which is the doll on the front cover of the book. Uh, She is a china doll that is locked in a glass case uh, with her eyes closed. The Queen uh, is the ruler over the imaginary kingdom that uh, all of their, their games take place in. She has the ability to mark people who disobey her her law and stuff and make bad things happen to them. So they use her as kind of the catalyst for a lot of what's going on in the game that they play. And they, I want to say they meet like a couple times a week. Like it's pretty consistent that they yeah. meet and they, they continue these stories and stuff. Once Poppy's sister uh, sat up in bed in the middle of the night and just <laughs> said, if she gets out of the case, she'll come for us. And then went right back to sleep. Not terrifying. Not at all. terrifying at all. <laughs> so we're inside, and Alice. And then the sister had no memory of doing that, which is even more terrifying. I have a thing about that once okay. I'm done with that. Right, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Alice is bummed out about her overbearing grandma, and her grandma can't drive after dark. 
Uh, so she has to always come home before sunset, and uh, she has an Aunt Linda who could theoretically help out and drive her places and stuff, but there was a big disagreement between her aunt and her grandma in regards to uh, custody of Alice, and her grandma basically hasn't like talked to the aunt much ever since. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just said, I switched from aunt to aunt for... Yeah. So she's pretty bummed about that, and Alice has lately seemed bothered by Zack and Poppy spending time alone together, and Zack's like, I don't really know what that's all about. we just gave each other these like come on really yeah yeah um zach is so delightfully naive yeah but anyway Uh, so alice heads home poppy asks if zach's character william like likes alice's character lady J, and zach answers obtusely yes Uh, so then uh zach he's a pirate oh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so then zach uh goes to leave himself and uh as he passes the queen it looks like her eyes flutter as if she may soon be waking up as our introductory chapter yeah it felt like a scene from my own childhood because that's totally how i played with toys it was just this whole elaborate imaginative game and these games were like even funner if you found like like-minded children who you could play these with my poppy and zach were like this brother and sister like craig and brianne that i always played with so i was just like oh my god it's like the justice league everett all over again this is amazing so my i guess there'd be two guys and a girl for mine um, in a pizza place exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i had they lived two doors down from me and they were ian and murray and murray was two years older than me and ian was four years older than me um, but they would come over and we had a bunch of figures and stuff and we would play. I had one of those, those sandboxes are shaped like a turtle with like the shell. Right, yeah. Uh, so we would, we would get the sand wet and we'd like build up like little houses and stuff. And then we would cover it up so that we could like keep the, the setting and the story to continue it later. Uh, so we did a lot of playing with that. And, uh, I remember Ian always liked to use, uh, I got a Burger King figure of, uh, Super Saiyan Goku from Dragon Ball Z and he's like he's like all gold and then I was just using regular Goku who's like all silver and he was like Super Saiyan's way better and I was like I don't know what any of this means I just like his little hair hooky <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no this is totally this is the exact sort of thing that I would have loved to yes. do and the big thing that I noticed paralleled here with my life now is that this is this is basically Dungeons how and Dragons. this is how D&D works yes. yeah it's Poppy's a little DM in the making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she is. She's a fantastic DM. This is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And that's, I've only been playing D&D for a handful of months now. But that's what I love about it is because even when I was, between when I got a little bit older and nobody really wanted to play that way with me. And then when I started playing D&D, I would, I would like walk around the neighborhood with my friends and I would be like, Hey, what if we pretended that like, you know, we're on the run from something and you know, they, they kind of go half-heartedly, but it's like that. I don't know. There's something about the imaginative part of things that's like, yes. it doesn't really get old. You just kind of have to change the way you bring it into things sometimes to get mm-hmm. other people on board. But no, it's totally D&D. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> I know I always, like, pick on you for, like, oh, this is the character that reminds me of Josh. You're like, I didn't get that sense with Zach. Like, I wasn't like, Zach is Josh. Blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like, no. There's a different character where I was like, this is Josh. And I think you might know which one I mean. But we'll get when we get there, I will point <laughs> at you. No, I, like, really related with Poppy because she's, like, the mean, bossy one. And I was like, that was so me. It still is me. <laughs> you know, they could be all, like, because, like, Zach kind of, like, casually says, and you're like, yeah, Poppy was mean sometimes. And I was just like, yeah, I, I sure as hell was. 
Over, overall, you're less mean than you probably were, but I can... <laughs> I have mellowed significantly, so... I can definitely see how you would have been that way as a kid. When with you it. accused me of being emotionally violent, I was like, you couldn't have handled me in my... <laughs> it kind of depends on who I was playing with. Oh, yeah. Some people, like, intensify parts of your personality. Mm -hmm. And this group, what I liked about this is, like, you're already getting, like, the groundwork for how they'll fall apart later. Oh, yeah. You know you know, you know exactly. exactly how it's going to play out. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of how it is with, like, groups of three friends. There's always, like, well, those two like each other better than they like me. Or that I'm, I'm going to get left out with this. And, uh, like, so Poppy's, like, paranoid about being left out of stuff so she's like what are you talking about and they're all like could you like mellow a little bit because we were just talking about alice's grandma mm -hmm. you know like those little like jealousies that are kind of like built in it, it just felt very true to life other than we're the three best friends that everyone ever had yeah <laughs> and the other big thing with what you were just saying and i just want to point this out since we're still in chapter one Holly Black does a fantastic job in this of setting things up that have the right sort of payoff at the end. Yes. Nothing is put in here on accident. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a short trim book and it uses every element that it brings in yeah, very well. I was very impressed with that. Even what seems like kind of like a little throwaway line or what we'll get to what they're like at school. It all comes back mm -hmm. later. It's just, it's very neatly done, and I was impressed. Yeah. It's so neatly done and perfectly done, but it's written so simply. It's, like, deceptively simple, but a lot of thought went into this, and a lot of work. I was I was very impressed with it. I think that's an indicator of, like, the truly great YA books is that deceptive simpleness. Um, that's what uh, Kate DiCamillo does so well, um, and a few others. They The wording isn't terribly complex, but the thought behind it and making sure that everything has its purpose and its place. She even says in the acknowledgments that this story had been kind of formulating in her head yeah. for years and years, and she wanted to make sure that she didn't try and write it until she was pretty sure she could do it justice. This was probably Holly's childhood, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> she was probably a um, herself. I met her, actually, at oh. Comic-Con a couple years ago. Uh, so that was obviously before I read this, uh, but yeah. I... I brought in one of my Spiderwick books. I was like, I just want to thank you for part of the thing I like about the Spiderwick books and the fact that they like released the field guide and stuff was that it allowed me even past that regular age of imagination to still kind of keep that sense with me. So like one Christmas, there's a side of my family that's not even like technically related, but we'd still go over there uh, for Christmas Eve. And then they would always have in the nearby neighborhood, they would have all the lights and stuff. And like, I thought some of them were cool, but I didn't need to spend like an hour and a half driving through, like looking at Christmas lights. So I get kind of bored, but I had the uh, Spiderwick Field Guide with me and I would just be like, I'd be flipping through and be like, this is the sort of environment that like this fairy would live in and things like that. And uh -huh. like, she is a big reason why I like, I actively kept doing that as I got older. I'm not like super crazy, like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that, that healthy sense of like, allowing yourself to still have the what ifs uh -huh. that that makes life so much more enjoyable and yeah. i definitely credited her with oh the thing i wanted to talk to with the the sister sitting up in the middle of the night yeah you have a story i do you have story face <laughs> <laughs> so i was uh my cousin uh is four years older than me and he used to come over sometimes after work because he worked uh at the anthony's down on the pier mm -hmm. um so he would come by after work sometimes and i we were down in like my uh the computer room with like the the tv setup and everything and i was on the ground playing a video game and he was uh on the couch where he was going to be sleeping right next to me he fell asleep and i was still playing the game and he was like rolled like into the couch and was like sleeping like that for about a half hour at one point i'm playing and i just hear him rustle and he turns and gets up on one elbow and he's just like 
You just have to remember the most important thing. Pick just lays down and rolls back into the couch. <laughs> I was waiting, like, what is it? I was too. I was like, what is it? Tell me. You're so much older and wiser than I am. <laughs> That's great. I shared a room, like, when I was uh, in, in the future, when I am in college, I have a roommate who is from Taiwan. She'd sit up in the night sometimes and shout out something in Chinese. <laughs> know what she was saying she could have been saying something off the wall but i didn't know what she was saying i just like oh, okay <laughs> i think there was uh, another thing i wanted to address alice's home life she's kind of like with her grandmother she's disappointed uh she thought like her grandmother would mellow the heck out like the older she got but it just seems like her grandmother's like buckling down more on her as she's getting older Okay, like I said, um, lots of stuff here about how threatening a young woman's burgeoning sexuality can be. Because, um, like, yeah, the grandma's terrified. Because Alice is, like, clearly, like, beautiful. Like, she's, like, described in, in, as um, beautiful. And she's, like, developing sooner than one of the other girls and stuff. So grandma's like, crap. <laughs> like, don't, don't go out. And you also see that with uh, Poppy's brothers, where they don't say anything outright, but Zach senses, like, weirdness from them, because they, they says, like, the way they talk to her, it's like they're making fun of her, but they're not actually saying anything. It's just this tone they're using. It's like they're kind of threatened by that as well, It's but it's like, oh, we'll sneer at it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought that was... But when yeah. that in there, I was just like, yes, I see where yeah. you're going with this. Um, I didn't pick up on that in quite the same way, just because, obviously, I'm a guy. Uh, I thought of it kind of like the if you feel yourself starting to starting to kind of like lose grip on something, your, your instinction is not to be like, okay, well, how can we like, how can I let it go safely? It's like, it's to like just claw on it even yeah. harder. And that's kind of the vibe I was getting. It's like the, just, just double down on it. Just, just while you still can like try and keep that, like keep it the way that you want it to be. Well, it's just, yeah, that probably playing into it as well, but also, there's new threats now as Alice gets older. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, the gra- yeah. so I think that's the grandma like, crap. <laughs> Especially because she yeah. keeps getting attractive. Right. She keeps getting hotter. <laughs> Shit, I was really hoping she'd be ugly. <laughs> Maybe she'll be gay. Maybe she'll be gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she comes home with Poppy. <laughs> All right, I can deal with this. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, yeah, okay. You're not getting pregnant at prom, at least. <laughs> okay, and also, like, they describe the doll, and there's illustrations of the doll. I still pictured Annabelle from the Conjuring movies. <laughs> That's what I kept picturing. Even though... It looks like she's watching us, so just this head slowly turning, and I'm like, no, 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 no. No, they just said creepy doll, so that's imme- immediately who I thought of. And they're like, okay. oh god, they're carrying this horrible thing around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is that everything for chapter one? It feels like there's a lot. See, it was it's so short and like goes yeah. quick, but there's so much to unpack yeah. from that. Yeah, and there's you know how they have those books where it's like the it's the two kind of simultaneous storylines that are kind of like parallels and metaphors for each other. Mm-hmm. We get that with this, where the it's the story of the kids' adventure and then the story of their like their play things. But most of that is happening like it's not actively happening. It's just that they keep bringing up like what would they have done in this situation or like here's something that'd be cool for the future. So it's almost like you're getting that, but not quite. Um, but this is one of the chapters where we get the most into how exactly those characters operate, how they how they how they kind of escape into their their own characters with uh, different personalities, and you know. Zach feels a bit more, you know, he feels a bit more courageous and adventurous. More when he's, confident when yeah, he's, um... When he's William. William, um, William the Blade. 
Yeah. That's a great name. Yeah. And how, how Poppy is very, very control-oriented and things like that, and we're going to definitely see all that come into play. And Alice is more adventurous when she has Lady J. Mm-hmm. Because... Because she does... Lady J doesn't have a grandma sitting on her. Yep. <laughs> Lady J can just do anything. They're, they're really good RPers. Like, they're, I would yes. want to have them in my group. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chapter 2. Uh, Zach's at home with his mom and his dad, who moved out three years ago and moved back in three months ago is just returning from his uh, kind of crappy restaurant job. Uh, Zach feels like his dad uh, only likes that he plays basketball and doesn't really think much of any of his other traits or personality or anything. He's never quite felt that comfortable ever since his dad moved back in. He's just kind of got the, you know, we were fine without you. I, just me and mom, it was, it was fine. Yeah. Why, why'd you have to come back sort of mentality? Mm-hmm. So then uh, Zach heads to school, talks to another baller, and then gets a note from Poppy for questions, which is a system where they uh, they can ask each other questions about the game that they're playing. Basically, they have to answer honestly, but all of the questions and answers stay with the players, and the characters don't know any of that information. So it's a way for them to build the storyline and prep for things, get ideas and answers without, you know, kind of like breaking the, the, the fourth wall during the gameplay. The DM has to write the story. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Zach fills all those out, and then later on, Zach is self-conscious about his height and how Alice and her friends act differently, read giggly around him. Mm-hmm. Some very classic, like... like he thinks it, they're making fun of him. Yeah. It's really classic <laughs> imagery for, for people starting to, like, go through puberty and kind of figure out, like, try to navigate the beginnings of that. Yeah. Zach heads home and he's running past some of the houses in the neighborhood and there's this weird kind of wind that's rustling through the trees and he almost feels like he's being chased. And then when he gets home, he notices that his figures from the game aren't where he put them the night before and he asks his parents and uh, it turns out that Zach's dad threw out his toys because Zach needs to grow up and the garbage man has already taken out the trash so the toys are just gone gone and Zach decides that the only thing to do is to just stop playing the game but he's he's so frustrated by the situation that he's like I can't talk to anybody about this i need to just like cut it out because i don't want to think about it anymore oh he knows he'll explode yeah he's, he's like, like he's i like, can't tell anybody yeah he's 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 self-aware enough to be like this isn't gonna go over well if i try to like delve into it so yeah. i'm just not going to so i'm just gonna quit the game yeah which oh, god this was so rough i'm really thankful a lot of my friends and stuff have had not like super rough but like definitely a lot of situations with their home life where they don't really get along with their parents and stuff and i've always been really thankful <laughs> like more thankful about my parents as I get older and I realize I didn't have to go through a lot of that. Um, my cousin, her mom would periodically, like while she was like at school or like when she was in college and stuff, she'd just go into her room and be like, oh, she doesn't need this anymore and just start throwing things away. And apparently that's a thing that parents sometimes do. Like it, it's not okay. That is not cool at no, all. No, it's not. Not even a little bit. It's a betrayal of trust. Yeah. It's a betrayal of their space. It's a. It's basically saying that they're not their own person. No, yeah. Um, You're an extension of me, and this yeah. is my stuff. Yeah. Because I paid for it. Yeah. Like, it would get me really upset when she'd tell me about it, and she would just kind of, like, say it in kind of a resigned manner, like, this is just what my mom yeah. does sometimes, and I'm like, that's not okay. That's not cool at all. Mm-mm. Especially when it would be, like... I'd be like, where's this cool thing that, like, I've yeah. always... And she'd be like, oh, my mom threw it away. And be like, mm-hmm. that was, like, my favorite thing every time I came into your room. Yeah. Like, everybody loved it or whatever it was. And Yeah, my dad would do that. Yeah. It was... So, my opinions toward his dad changed through the story. But at that point, I was just really frustrated with him. Like... No, I was... Yeah. More actively angry at a character than I've been in quite a while reading something. It, 
don't know. It's it's a pretty good parallel of my life or wh- how it could have gone. Because mm-hmm. um, my dad also left our family. My dad was gone three years and then sent this snivelly letter to us asking if he could come back. So my mom had more backbone than Zach's mom and was just like, no. Actually, we didn't even respond. <laughs> There's no way we could respond because he, ne- he didn't have a return address. Because if we had a return address, then we could sick like the child support people on him and we could actually get the money we were owed <laughs> yeah and i i just really related to zach's feelings because i kind of would have had that same feeling if my dad had come back just like we were great without mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and here you go you screwed your life up yeah. like you found out the world isn't so great outside of this house and you come back with your tail between your legs suddenly we're good enough for you again yeah you know, I just kind of felt sad for Zach, just because he clearly didn't, doesn't have, like, a lot of respect for his dad. Not in, like, a, well, I mean, eventually, it's in, like, an angry way, but mm-hmm. just, it's just kind of, like, this pitying, like, you're kind of just a doofus yeah. kind of feeling to have towards your dad, which yeah, like... I also had towards my dad, because he was just this colossal F-up. Yeah. So I just related a lot. I just want to tell you about this notes here. I go, discussion about my dad, but not enough to depress Josh. <laughs> Oh, thanks. But I feel like the mom took it back not so much. I mean, that was pretty judgy of me to say that she didn't have a spine to take him back. Because in other chapters, they describe this area as pretty depressed. She probably just wanted another income in again and have another parent there for Zach. So Zach isn't like home alone or something. So there's like two working parents with paychecks coming in. So I, I understand that, but. Yeah, he's been gone for three years and just recently come back. So he feels like he has to make up for lost time. So here's this, instead of just being a parent, here's a big stupid gesture of like, here we go, helping you to the real world because I'm a grown-up and this parenting is more than just let's yeah. do this. I'm not a parent and uh, Mara is also not a parent because we're like 12. Um, but, <laughs> but pro tip to parents, big gestures and statements like that almost never work no. for anybody. Like. For the parent, for the kid, those typically go very, very poorly. I would be concerned, though, because he is 12 and playing with this stuff. I would be kind of concerned, and I'd be just be like, okay, what do you get from this that you enjoy so much? You know, like, I'd, I'd have a conversation with him. Just like, what, what is what, yeah. what is it about yeah. this? What's this game? And kind of, yeah. like, learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, because, like, if you were to break it down what he's actually getting at it, I mean... Yeah, and then be like, well, what if you guys just maybe tell him about D&D like maybe you could do it like mostly because if like other kids found out about it but I know that the dad some of the concerned was um him playing with this stuff but otherwise Zach's well adjusted and when we see him at school he's well liked by people yeah like he's... so there's no and, it's, and he's not isolating himself with just Alice and Poppy mm-hmm. he has friends outside of them yeah like one of the first things he does when he gets to school is he like starts talking to one of the other kids on the basketball yeah. team so like he has friends in multiple and they have circles. a secret freaking handshake yeah he's fine he's accepted <laughs> he's very well balanced yeah like he's there's... very well ba- so so I feel like the dad was making this grand gesture of like, I'm the dad, and this is what dads do. They ruin lives. <laughs> my dad's dad was kind of like Zach's dad. In some ways, my dad had a favorite teddy bear. And oh. I don't know if my dad got in trouble or he, my grandpa decided that he was too old. But uh, while my dad was watching, uh, my grandpa took his teddy bear and threw it in the fire. Please don't do this. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do this. That, like, you don't know how much that sort of thing can mess don't someone up. Don't do anything you can't undo. Yeah. Like, maybe take it away and put it in a closet. Yeah. It's like, let's see how you do, like, a week without these. 
mm-hmm. you know, or something. Don't do anything you can't undo. Yeah. This was just such a rough chapter. Like, I felt kind of sick. Yeah. And, and just Which, like, boy, this is bringing back lots of really bad memories. But let me tell you, props to Holly for making such a sparse, like, I mean, the chapters are only like 15, 20 pages, but like jam packing it with like oh, emotion and stuff. Like, There's so much stuff for us to discuss. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're at a half hour. Oh, shit. We're <laughs> only on chapter two. I mean, it's fine because this, this is good content, but like, it's yeah. it's a full book. Chapter three. And this is actually where I immediately start, like, altering my opinions. And this is kind of where it confirms that none of these characters are one-dimensional. Like, no. None of them. No. Um, so chapter three. Uh, Zach's dad, turns out, uh, called the garbage company and also the dump and tried his best to recover the toys, uh, but he could not. Uh, so Zach's mom explains how Zach's dad was raised strict and that's all he knows, but they're going to try and have a family discussion to see if they can work something out between them. Zach goes to school. On the way home, he, Alice, Poppy, and then a kid named Leo. I knew that was coming. <laughs> so Alice, Poppy, Zach, and Leo walk through the neighborhood because it's it's one of those situations where most of them live one direction from the school and they just kind of, when they reach their turnoffs, they just... <laughs> uh, and they have a lot of talking about superstitions. Yeah. So you have grace. to hold your breath through a, when you pass a graveyard, otherwise the spirits could like get could in. possess you. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up exactly what it was, but I wrote, Zach knows the fun of made-up portmanteaus, because that's one of my favorite activities. Um, and then uh, this is when Zach recalls the the feeling of the, the wind and feeling like something was chasing him and trying to grab him, and he wonders if it has anything to do with those superstitions that they were talking about. And then Leo splits off from uh, the group, and Zach dreads the inevitable conversation about the game. I can see, like... Yeah, you were impressed, I guess, with the dad doing all this, but um, I didn't say I was impressed, but it did indicate that there was. Some I depth did to sarcastically it. write, "Let's throw the guy a parade." You, I don't think you get point uh, anyway. But um, I wrote, "It's like if I stabbed Josh and then got all huffy that he didn't applaud me for calling nine one one. It's like you caused the problem. It is your responsibility yes. to fix it." No, absolutely. I don't think you get extra points for doing that because yeah. it's what you should do when you screw something yeah. up. Um, but I do think the mom wasn't, like, Zach felt like she was, like, excusing it and, like, I don't care that this mm-hmm. happened. Because, um, when the mom was hearing about it, she's like, what did you do? Like, you, you mm-hmm. just made this big parental decision yeah. without me? So w- Without um, me, the parent that was actually there the whole time? <laughs> yeah, who knows this kid better than you do? And, and the dad, like, completely astonished by Zach being so upset by this. It's like, of course he is. Yeah. I, I know the mom was just kind of trying to, like... Please don't see your dad as a villain. <laughs> like, please don't see him that way. He is just, uh, he's he's trying to fix it. Like, he made an effort, at least consider that. And Zach's just like, whatever. Or he's just kind of numb all day. Like, I don't even think he's cried. He's just. No, and I actually, I, I make a note of that later. It doesn't come until later. Yeah. yeah. But. I found my, uh. My portman. Okay. Um, so they're talking about how uh, when Poppy was younger, she had, you know, step on a crap, break your mama's back. She had an experience where she stepped on a ton of cracks, and the next day, her mom slipped in the garden and sprained her ankle. Yeah. Uh, so then Alice said, you avoided cracks for years after you swerved around like a Roomba robot ballerina. And then Zach says, Roombarina. <laughs> and Leo like, that's a good portmanteau. Zach nodded the way he usually did, and he had no idea what Leo was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> It even kind of looks like Josh in the little illustration of what Leo looks like. Cause you in the said back. You, yeah, because you said you had straight hair when you were younger. I did. I, ke- I kept so, it pretty short. So, so I'm it... just picturing, like, glasses and short hair. 
Did you not have glasses yet? How old were you when you got glasses? It would have been about this, 10, 12, somewhere in there. I was nine. We actually had this sort of situation at school where a lot of us lived in the same direction. So we would do the thing where we'd like walk and then do the turnoffs and stuff. Except most of the time, at least two or three of them were like, hey, Josh, can we come over to your house? So I, I was kind of like the leader of that group. It wasn't like a cool group or anything. Like we weren't, we weren't getting any like points or like, a, you know, we weren't in the yearbook or anything, but like, the I, Club. I was less of a goober. Than you are now. <laughs> I've kind of, I've kind of just come to the realization that there's no point in not being a goober if I feel it inside. So I just do it. But you know, back then I was a little bit more like trying to act my age. Yeah. And it, this is one of those situations where in a, in another book that wasn't as well read, I'd be like, this is just kind of a transitionary chapter, but it's not nope. because all of this is setting up for things that up. are relevant. I know, it's perfect. I thought I had something else to say about the portmanteau, but I didn't. Oh, I was just going to mention that one of the books at our school library that I see a lot is called Strange Angels, and I get really upset Strangers? every time that it's not called Strangels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same exact thought. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, Strangels. <laughs> Chapter four. So uh, this is when Zach first tells the girls that he doesn't want to play the game anymore. Uh, and so the girls spend quite a bit of time trying to ne negotiate with him being like, well, uh, can we at least have a conclusion to the story? Uh, what if we get the queen out and we, we answer all the questions and things like that? Zach keeps telling them like, no, I'm not playing the game anymore. Yeah. And eventually to kind of get them off his back he's he turns cruel yeah he's just like the characters aren't real none of this is real mm -hmm. and just kind of like kind of doing what his dad did to him yeah. be like you need to grow up yeah. and stuff just to get it over with poppy tries to bribe him one last time and is like i'll take the queen out uh if you promise that you'll come play tomorrow <laughs> uh, what if i tell you who william's dad is yeah like, no because that's she's throwing everything out that she possibly can that that's his character and that like, just hurts him worse yeah because he's like i want to know <laughs> <laughs> So, like, yeah, that's, they, they have their big storylines, but, like, his character's story is, like, finding out who his dad was, and yeah. maybe he's royalty, maybe he's, so that's, like, the big thing, that, that's, like, the, that's the one thing that would have made him, like, change his mind, like, if it weren't this awful situation. So then later we get to Zach's house, and there's a family meeting, and Zach's dad apologized, but doesn't seem terribly sincere no. at all. And then a couple days later, Alice gives Zach a note at school saying that something happened to the queen. And that it's important with three underlines. Yes. Which, as everyone knows from trading notes, three underlines is the most that important. is insane. <laughs> you need to be there and be there early. Naturally, Zach uh, tries to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, he goes and pretends that uh, there's basketball practice, even though there's not. And he's just playing basketball alone to yeah. avoid having to deal with emotions. Which, like... I totally get where he's coming from. I understand the instinct to be like, if I'm mean, now at least I don't have to hurt later. Like, that's definitely when you're learning how to deal with emotions and other people. Like, that's definitely a response that would come around that age is to just be like, I'm just going to be a jerk right now. And then I don't have to think about all of the implications of disappointing other people and stuff like that. I'd rather them be mad at me because that's one that's easy for me to handle. Right in my notes. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I just found one of my notes. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. I, I just, I wrote like, um, you know, Alice and Poppy are begging Zach to let their characters say goodbye. And, I'm gonna, and honestly, why can't they just D&D this? Or he can draw William on a piece of paper since the pirate ship's on paper too. Yeah. So the, why uh, does he need to be there? Was it Neptune's Pearl? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I was just like, and then I'm like, there's a workaround for this is what I'm saying. <laughs> but then he would still have to say what happened to the dolls. Yeah. And um, oh, the, the totally insincere apology from the dad where clearly the mom fed him his lines. 
And, like, they're like, you at least understand, right? And Zach's just cussing. They're like, yeah, I've been forced to apologize. I totally get it. <laughs> and I just felt that was, like, a really adult way of looking at it. To just be like, yeah, I've been forced to apologize. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being all, this is totally unfair apology. You don't even mean it. Because yeah. that's how a, you know, how a kid looks at it. But he's just like, yeah. Like, I got in a fight with a kid at school. And I was I couldn't leave that office until they said, you, you you have to apologize to this kid. So he's like, yeah, I've been there. I think his, his frustrations with his dad and the realization that he's just kind of pathetic has really taught him that, like, just because you grow older doesn't mean that you inherently know how to handle things better or that you necessarily change how you handle things. Doesn't make you smarter or better yeah. or anything. If you don't take the time to learn those skills and stuff, you'll just act the exact same way, yeah. but you'll be older and have to pay bills. Or at least people tell you you have to pay bills whether or not you actually do it. Oh, and I, um, my last note I really have here, this is all so real and sad that I opened a bag of M&Ms even though I'm not hungry. <laughs> I was just like, I need chocolate. Wait, is that the bag of M&M's that was in the trash in there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so at one point he... Thanks for rooting through my trash, by the way, you creep. <laughs> <laughs> and snip! <laughs> and glue it. That's funny. <laughs> I guess she's not on the rag right now because there aren't any tampons. <laughs> So Zach's thinking about uh, the characters, and he's uh, he's talking about Lady J. Well, I mean, he's narrating about Lady J. And at one point, uh, he says, Lady J was crazy. She got a ride on William's ship because she wanted to ride to the Shark Prince's treasure. But every time he docked, Lady J kept stealing from people. And I wrote, like, half my D&D group. Because every time we do anything, uh, Ryan and Becca and Mackenzie's first instinct is just steal whatever they can. Oh like, can you not... Please, I'm trying to tell a story here. <laughs> I like to be able to come back here again. Let's just go here. No, like we, I legitimately had to invent a new continent because they kept doing awful things in the previous areas. It's like we can't be here anymore. You don't understand. You've ruined it. <laughs> ruined moving day for us. <laughs> okay, chapter five. Okay. So Zach wakes in the night to something tapping his window, and surprise, it's Poppy and Alice throwing pebbles. I kind of wish I had the opportunity to wake up to somebody throwing pebbles at my window when I was a kid. I'm glad it didn't happen because I was so easily frightened and jumpy. I would have just peed my bed. I had actually <laughs> a lot of those a lot of those dreams where you're not positive if you're asleep or not. Uh, where I would like look out my window and I would see a figure like climbing onto the roof. Oh god. Yeah. Also, I had I had parents who were like actually pretty alert for stuff so if someone had thrown pebbles at the window it would have woke me up and it would have woke them up too so <laughs> so zach comes outside and they all head to silver hills which is a metal scrapyard the, they stop at an abandoned shed uh, my phone autocorrected to sheed s-h-e apostrophe d yeah. yeah a sheet yeah <laughs> an abandoned sheed yeah an abandoned sheed uh that they used to use as a clubhouse and poppy has apparently seen a ghost and uh she pulls the queen out of the backpack and the eyes are open and super creepy. I'm just reading my notes along with it and I just start laughing at how I phrased it. So Poppy explains, uh, the ghost of a girl appeared at her bed the, the night she took the queen out of the case, saying that Poppy had to bury her, the ghost girl, Eleanor Kirshner, and she would make Poppy sorry if she didn't. 
Poppy says that the doll is made from the girl due to Bone China having bone in it and hair being real hair, uh, and the body being filled with ashes. Eleanor then came on subsequent nights and told more of her story, and to convince Zack, Poppy opens the doll by the neck and pulls out a cloth pouch filled with ash and bone with East Liverpool on it. Uh, East Liverpool is a town in Ohio, and Poppy says that they're going to be bussing there that night. Alice will only go if Zack goes, and makes uh, Poppy promise that they will be back by dinner. So that gives them, like, you know, 12, 15 yeah. hours. Yeah. Uh, Zack agrees to go if they don't ask him about not playing the game. Yeah. So then Zack heads home, gets supplies, leaves a note saying that he's went to practice basketball early or whatever, and will be back nearish dinner. This was all horrific. <laughs> like, I just want to, okay, I just want to say, like, everybody in my family has been cremated. Like, everybody who's died so far, though, has wanted their ashes scattered in the ocean. But we've kept, like, a little bit of, you know, of them. And, um, <laughs> this is really terrible. We don't have an urn or anything. So we kept them in, like, film canisters. You know, like, when people used to use cameras. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but, like, my Aunt Sharon is in one that I decorated with, like, um, fairy stickers. So it's kind of cute. But then my grandma's in one, but I don't know if it got marked or not. So we moved here, and I was, like, unpacking some uh, bags that was um, in my room and my mom's room. And they were film canisters. And I was like, who is this? So I've been, and then, like, I shook it, and I heard, like, things rattling in there. And I was like, these are bones. And, like, I had them, like, up there. They're not there anymore. I had them up there, and it terrified me. (laughs) Like, it scared me for a bit. And I'm like, I'm not being haunted, though, so maybe it's okay. And then finally, like, one day, I, like, said to my mom, my mom, like, I've got some of those film canisters downstairs. Uh, I don't know if you have everyone accounted for. And and she's like, I thought I had mother up here. Who, who, and then I, like, come down and I, like, grab, like, the film canister and I, like, bring it upstairs and I hand it to her and I'm just like, I think, I feel like it's bones. And she, um, and she goes, like, who is this? And she opens it and then, like, swirls it around and goes, oh, these are garnets. <laughs> So it wasn't anybody. I just, like, I put it, like, behind a My Little Pony doll, like, pony figure and was like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to. <laughs> so there's nobody dead down here. <laughs> it's okay. So that story ended really well. The other route that I was, I would have been okay if it went was if it turned out that that had been the ashes of uh, your grandma and that you guys had just had, like, a little Kodak roll of film on display for a while. And this is my grandma. <laughs> No, these are negatives. <laughs> these are negatives from a birthday party. <laughs> oh, but I was like laughing at my notes because it says, Alice says Poppy's seen a ghost and Poppy whips the great queen out of her bag. Holy shit. That's <laughs> what I wrote. <laughs> then I'm just like, how is this ghost appearing to her? Is it like she like rolls over in bed and there she is like looking at her? Because that's like my number one horror I don't, if a ghost ever does that, I'll probably die instantly because that's terrifying. I don't want any of that. I've, I've kept thinking that someone's in here a few times because I roll over and like, I, I don't, I have glasses, but when I sleep, I don't wear them because I'm not crazy. (laughs) So I don't have very good depth perception. So I look out and I just see a figure. It looks like a figure is like standing nearby and then I have to sit up and like really look and it's just my dollhouse. (laughs) It's just like, no, it's like, no, it's okay. I'm just full of books. I was gonna say what, if, what you get woken by a ghost, but it's like Korg. Hey, hey. Oh yeah, I'm just a book. 
I'm a book too. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Nick's over there. He's keeping a lookout for other ghosts. It's fine. I'm just like, ah. Not haunting you. <laughs> no, not. Get out of here, you ghost. <laughs> Didn't he call Loki that? Oh, I went. Like, just she casually just pops open this doll and pulls out this sack, of, and I go, "Oh, and inside the bag is ash and bone." <laughs> oh God, it's upsetting. All right, you we're good? ready to move on. Okay. Chapter six. The trio wait for the bus, which is late, and Zach tells Alice that she doesn't have to go, but she sticks with it. Um, she was getting kind of antsy. She's like, the bus isn't coming. We should just go back. Zach asks if Poppy knows what to do when they get to East Liverpool. Uh, and she says, Eleanor will tell them. They get on the bus and Poppy takes first watch while the others sleep. Zach... Stop giving Poppy first watch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Zach wakes to a creepy old guy tugging at Poppy's hair and asking her if she's ever been teased. <sighs> In my opinion, this is the scariest part of the book. Yes! Because, like, ghosts are freaky, but, like, actual predatory guys are, like, yes. far more messed up. <laughs> um, the old guy, Tinshu Jones. That's a great name. Yeah. Rambles about the bus driver being crazy and untrustworthy, getting aliens in his head. Tinshu keeps trying to get handsy with the girls and verbally <sighs> harasses the trio while drinking. He mentions not talking to the blonde, even though there's nobody blonde on the bus. The bus stops at a random station. The driver uh, looks at the scene with Tinshu and the kids. It just leaves. Yeah. So the kids rush out of the bus and into the station, but are paranoid that someone will report them. An officer and a gentleman, an officer and a station employee close in on them, uh, but they run off into the night in a mysterious town. Okay, this is described as a depressed area, but there's a late night bus routes in an open all night bus station. BS. BS. I know she had to take some artistic license, but no. With these places, like, budgets are cut for this crap. There's going to probably be... It'll be, like, in the afternoon. It's not going to be at, like, 5 a.m. Especially on a week. I think this is a weekend. This is a weekend. There's they, They're lucky to have anything Buses running suck on, on a weekend. Yes. As someone who can't drive. <laughs> not just because he's 12. Yeah, but because we're 12. <laughs> <laughs> and I also wrote that bus driver's going straight to H-E double hockey sticks for not helping those kids. Did you write out double hockey sticks? I did indeed. Thank you. <laughs> but also felt true to life, because I've come encountered a lot of very useless adults. Who just see something and go like, oh, I don't give a crap. But also, why didn't they move? Like, I would have sat near the lady knitting. I wouldn't have gone to the back of the bus. Yeah. Because that's where bad things happen, as we found out. Yeah. Also, quit giving Poppy first watch. She keeps freaking falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to have first watch later in the story, and that also doesn't go over well. Boy, it does not. <laughs> and so I was like, quit making her do this. She's bad at it. Make Zach do it. <laughs> And I just love how Alice, every single time, just all like, no, I'm not taking for watch. Or she was just flat out like, I'm not. I don't think I immediately put it together. Yeah, I didn't until the second time that it gets mentioned, but I didn't realize that there was nobody blonde on the bus. Oh, I knew immediately he was seeing the ghost. Like, And I was like, that is horrible. The, the second time through, I was like, oh, that's what I should have gotten. All right, cool. <laughs> that's no, I got it. that's my bad. He's that's a, that, that blonde says she won't hurt you, but I don't believe her. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to go home. I'm like, you are home. <laughs> Where's those M&Ms? <laughs> I'm not really here. I'm not really here. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. I'm not really here. Unbreakable. They love. Dang it. It's a miracle. Anyway, we ready to move on to chapter seven. Chapter seven. Here we go. Uh, the kids watch the bus leave without them. Alice thinks they should turn back, but uh, Poppy's in charge, so that's not <clears throat> happening. Yep. Zach sees a sign saying East Rochester, 
mean that they are only two stops away from East Liverpool, but they are still in Pennsylvania. They haven't crossed the border yet. Poppy says if they turn back now, they'll never try again, and she won't get to be the hero of a story. Zach starts talking like his character, William, and suggests they make camp until morning and then try walking to East Liverpool. They head across the highway and into a small protected park. I really appreciated what... I'm trying to find uh, Poppy... Poppy's speech, I really liked it. That's actually where I was... I really appreciated that. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really, like... Oh, there's people who do things and people who never do, who say they will someday, but they just don't. And I feel like she's probably talking about her parents. I want to go on a quest. I've always wanted to go on a quest, and now that I have one, I'm not backing down from it. I'm not going home until it's complete. Uh, that's how I was. <laughs> I was, like, very right or die, like, we are finishing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brother was kind of like this, too, actually. Because, um... I gotta tell this story. <laughs> but uh, when we were kids, um, we were staying with my Aunt Sherry. Like, my mom was there too. Like, we stayed with my Aunt Sherry because she had a cabin, like, at the beach. But, like, my other aunt, my other Aunt Sharon also lived, like, in the same area. And we, like, met up with her one night and we're, like, hanging out with her. And then she suggested, like, oh, why don't the kids come and spend the night with me tonight? And we're, my mom was like, I don't know if this is the best idea. But we're all like, yeah, cool, another adult we like. So we go home with her, and she'd, like, rented some videos. So we watch videos, and we go to bed. Da, da, da. We get up in the morning, and um, she's not getting up. She's, like, sleeping heavily, snoring. And uh, we're like, well, okay, well, we're hungry. So we're looking through everything to eat. And it's, like, this, it's an adult kitchen that doesn't really have food like it has food but nothing kids would yeah. want okay so like no cereal or anything or like it's boring grown-up cereal instead of like cheerios or like anything else which by the so way nothing to eat. even when you're adult boring adult cereal is still boring adult cereal yeah it is <laughs> but um so we're like well what do we do, what do, we do? i'm like why don't we call sherry's like great good idea do you know the number nope and i was like seven and then my brother would have been three so I get the idea. I'm like, I kind of know where Sherry's is. Why don't we walk there? This is, we'd have to walk along a highway. So we started out. And um, bear in mind, we'd gone, to, we showed up to my aunt's house in like pajama type clothing. And uh, we'd been at like the beach beforehand. So I was like in this like thin cottony type dress and sandals. And my brother was in shorts and a t-shirt that was slightly too small for him. And... So we're walking along a highway, and and I realize as we go along, like, this is further than I thought it was going to be, because <laughs> we're in a car, and the car takes minutes. <laughs> and I turn to my brother, and I'm like, I think we should turn around, because I don't know where we're going. And he's like, no, I want to go! I want to go! <laughs> and I had to convince him, like, oh, it's going to be really far, and I'm not totally sure where it is. So I finally have to talk the three-year-old and the turning back around back to the house and um meanwhile my mom's at my aunt sherry's house and like she has mom dar goes off yeah and's like i'm gonna check in on them and my aunt sherry's like oh it's gonna be fine they're just gonna have because she's just she doesn't have children so she's poor instincts so <laughs> my mom called and luckily we were just going in the door and we picked up the phone and we're like we're hungry <laughs> My mom's like, I'll be there. I'll, I'm going to come get you. And we're like, okay, good, because we're hungry. <laughs> and so my mom came to get us, but the phone had woken Sharon up. And so she came out. She's like, oh, hey. And we're all like, we couldn't get you to wake up, and my mom's coming to get us now. She's like, oh, I'll, I was going to feed you. 
<laughs> and then after that, like, she'd say, so do you guys want to come stay with me? I'll feed you. <laughs> Just dumb quests. Like, sometimes you gotta know the quest is dumb and you gotta turn around, but this is, yeah. like, legit, though. Yeah. I, I really respect that, and it's it's something that's easy to forget the more you get involved into like your daily responsibilities and stuff but like every once in a while it's just just go for it you know take the risk take those doll bones back to take, the graveyard <laughs> take those doll bones all right chapter eight chapter eight they set up camp using zach's too small sleeping bag like a picnic blanket uh zach randomly reminisces about how they all met i mean it's i mean it's relevant it's just that i didn't have a good way to transition there but nothing right. is accidental in this story Poppy takes first watch, doll in lap. <laughs> Zach asks her uh, briefly if this is all a game, and Poppy glares, insisting that it's real. Zach dreams of Eleanor staying <laughs> with her aunt in a house filled with her father's bone china mistakes, making her own toys because she's not allowed real ones. Zach wakes, it's morning, the girls are asleep, and the doll is right beside him. Their camp looks like it was ransacked, and Zach suspects the ghost. My first thought was raccoons. But then yeah. I was like, no, if it was raccoons, it, they would have eaten the food. They would have taken the food mm-hmm. and taken off. Or they would have heard, like, or, like, something. You know, they would have felt like those things, like, walking around, you know? Yeah, um, there's a tiny little roof right outside my bedroom window. And that up until a couple months ago, there was a tree right next to it. And I would get raccoons up there. And they would just do their little fat waddle up there and just be yeah. like, hey, hey, man. <laughs> and, just then, the garbage. and then there'd just be like three or four babies following and they'd just be like we're hungry <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i have some pretzels that no brace us brace us we want cheerios <laughs> we did get big bowls of cheerios once we got to my aunt's house <laughs> the other aunt i had two aunts i just have one now she's in the film canister <laughs> I don't think I have any notes for this chapter, really. Except that I did think it was like raccoons. Yeah. Yeah, pretty creepy. It's very upsetting. They are, they're three 12-year-olds in a state park on the side of a highway. Yes! It's really upsetting. I was just like, ah! (laughs) Oh my god. I wish that they had someone reliable, like a cool adult, who could have just given them a ride there. But that's not really much of a quest. Yeah. Yeah, that's part <laughs> of the thing is, is, like... my sister gave us a ride. The end. <laughs> yeah, like, the the more grown-up side of me is like, this is awful, this is miserable. And then the the, the kid side of me is like, kid. that's still really cool. Like, that's, that's <laughs> super fun. Oh, we should go over... I didn't put into detail how they all met. I think we should do that just to... Did they just meet on monkey bars when they were kids? Oh, so Zach and Poppy meet when Poppy had been riding her bike up and down the block when she saw Zach sitting on his front steps reading a beat-up copy of James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. She stopped to tell him That's that she had book. read the book and it was good. Have you read The Witches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, twits, the Twits. The Twits. Uh, the twits not right? as good as The Witches and had and had he read The Twits. Um, she was the one who'd met Alice, too, picking her up at a carnival where they'd been the only two girls who had their faces painted like Batgirl. Batman, Batgirl, yeah. Instead of fairies and cats and clowns. I was like, yeah. I still can't find it, but I remembered that. <laughs> Rock on. Poppy kind of brought everybody together. Poppy is the leader. Yeah. Yeah. She's the DM. She's She is the DM. Chapter 9. Alice doesn't think the ghost ransacked the camp uh, and isn't even sure if she believes in the whole ghost thing anymore. Uh, Zach wants the ghost to be real because a world with magic is better than one without. Yes. So that true. Sec- that section. That section. Yeah. I like that part. Yep. Alice insinuates Poppy wrecked yeah. the camp. 
Uh, Alice looks for food and finds the questions in Zach's bag that he had answered, Mm-mm-mm. which he had previously been like, I didn't even bother to answer. Yeah. I'm just done. She's like, you filled this out, you yeah. liar. <laughs> uh, Poppy wakes suddenly, having dreamt she was Eleanor, and they sort of argue about what may have destroyed the camp, then pack up and head to a donut shop they passed the night before. The kids discuss if they want, uh, if they would want to be ghosts when they died. And there's a little interesting bit in there. Yeah. Uh, Poppy relays her dream about Eleanor trying to climb the roof to escape a woman, possibly her aunt. The donut shop owner suddenly gives the doll a donut on the house and says it sounds as if their blonde friend is hungry. The kids plan their next steps, and Alice makes Poppy promise that no matter how close they get, if they don't finish the quest in time, they'll return so she can catch the next bust. All right, Zach's um, thing about, okay, yep. about the ghosts, uh, about wanting ghosts to be real. If they were real, then maybe the world was big enough to have magic in it. And if there was magic, even bad magic, and Zach knew it was more likely that there was bad magic than any good kind. Isn't that horrible? Okay, then maybe not everyone had to have a story like his father's. A story like all the ki- like the kind all the adults he knew told. One about giving up and growing bitter. He might have been embarrassed to wish for magic back home, but there in the woods it seemed possible. He looked over at the cruel, glassy eyes of the doll so close that she could have touched his face. Anything was better than no magic at all. I mean, that's true for me. Zach needs a hug. Like, (laughs) I'd much rather, you know, let the world be big enough for magic. It gets harder and harder to justify that as you get older, but like... I don't know, I kind of feel like him, or like, if it is, I'm sure it's just going to be all bad. (laughs) Uh, I do have a couple notes here. Go for it. Okay. I'll see if Let's I can see. find anything. Uh, I'll try and find the thing when they were talking about whether or not they want to be ghosts. That, uh, oh, like, my first thought about it being raccoons, and then Alice says that, but then she said it's more likely that Poppy did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. Like, that hadn't even occurred to me. Yeah. So I was just all like, you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> but, um, what was it? Okay, and then Poppy wakes up, and then when they say, like, the ghost, and Poppy's saying, no, it wasn't, we're, she wants us to succeed, so why would she screw with us? Mm-hmm. And she, and then like she, I go, she posits a theory that the creep from the bus followed them. And I go, I actually find that way creepier than the whole Annabelle thing. Yep. 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 That's really upsetting. (laughs) What do you think happened? Did you think it's a ghost? Have you read Life of Pi? I have read Life of Pi. This is, this is, I mean, this is the equivalent of the, which story do you believe? Is it, was it a tiger or was it a crazy guy the whole time? Well, first of all. Uh, which so one? It is the crazy guy. Which one do you uh, do? I think it was uh, for yeah. Pi- Life of Pi. Which which one do I? No, which one do I? Because you know which one I think it would be. Tiger. Yeah, it's totally the tiger. Yeah, I think it's a crazy guy. Because I was like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense than there being a tiger in the boat. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with ghost. Okay, I don't know what to think. I think any of these are possible. Like I was like, oh god, it probably is most likely Poppy. Because I did kind of feel like uh, that it was going to go in that direction that she just made all this up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Poppy. <laughs> Mostly because of like how dramatic she is and how good she is at making stuff up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she totally just threw this all together. And this is like a gambit to get Zach back in the group and was all of this. But sorry, Poppy. Uh, okay, what did I... There's another note I had. Oh, about the donut guy. He gives them a free donut. Um... And then they're like, why would he do that? And Alice has the funniest line in the whole book. Because he thinks he's some kind of cool adult. <laughs> I'm like, she's got his number. <laughs> he's seen the Steve Buscemi meme. <laughs> he's heard our podcast. <laughs> well, I also felt kind of like, okay, ouch. Because that's probably like something like I'd want to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, the thing I was thinking about, the ghost doesn't happen till later. I, I mixed okay. it up because so we can just. Oh, and this other section here where Alice, you know, she's lobbying for like turning around if they don't finish everything time. <clears throat> and they're kind of like waffling about it and kind of like acting like she and she's like gets pissed. And she's like, she's just like, I'm not being a wuss, but if I'm not home on time, my grandma's not going to let me do anything ever yeah. again. No, like. So she's not like the, the wet blanket just for the sake of being the wet blanket. She, she's just like a school play she really wants to yeah. be in. And she's, her grandma's not going to let her do this. She has valid reasons and like she documented does. proof that bad things will happen to her if she's not back. Yes. <laughs> so I was just, you know, she's slapping the table to emphasize it because she's so furious yeah. with them at, you know, like you know quit looking at me like yeah. that <laughs> I'm, not, it, I'm not trying to ruin the fun yeah. i just the story pulls a lot of those like classic characters and moments and they, it doesn't do the whole like flip it on their head thing but like adds some depth to it and just yeah. like brings it more into the there's real a reason world. that the wet blanket's a wet blanket yeah sorry but alice is kind of the wet blanket but yeah. she has her reasons yeah chapter 10 chapter 10 uh, they walk and it's boring so poppy and zach <laughs> discuss who william's father in the game might have been uh, as they walk along, they reach a place where the Ohio River and another river meet, and they can't continue. So they go to a nearby marina to see if maybe there's a ferry. Uh, Poppy talks to two kids, and one of them, Brian, has a dad that is trying to sell a dinghy for $25 or maybe a trade. I don't know if I believe that there was ever a dad involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably didn't even own the boat. Oh, they yeah. just stand next to a boat, and they're like, we can get 25 bucks for this. 25 bucks and, like, your necklace. <laughs> They say that a boat would get them to East Liverpool in about a half hour. Alice comes back having talked to a man at the office and said it's impossible to walk to East Liverpool and says that it is time to turn back. Yes. Poppy and Zach hesitate and Alice threatens Zach that she will tell Poppy about the questions. Uh, she does does this like publicly in front of Poppy by, by just being like, don't make me tell her the thing sort of thing. And Poppy has that paranoia. So she's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. And then she's like, well, don't make me tell him what I know about you, Alice. So there's like a little blackmail triangle yeah. going on. Oh, that was so ugly. Yeah, and pretty realistic too, because like, yeah. the, Poppy, the Alice's secret that like that's the classic one to have. Yeah, um, I'm like Zach. I can tell you what it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you just like you just pop into the real. I was talking right there, Zach. Listen, yeah, this is what it is. <laughs> um, Zach storms off and sees a sailboat that was uh, just recently left at the marina with the word Pearl written on it, and says that they are pirates and hops aboard. Commandeer. We're going to commandeer a ship. <laughs> He's just yeah. standing on the mass as it's yes. sinking. <laughs> that is pretty much what I pictured. Yeah. That that was like kind of the most like, oh, I am. Yeah, was like, like yeah, yeah, we're pirates. <laughs> you are a pirate. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I don't, I don't think those kids, I don't think there was a dad involved. I think those are no. two kids who were just, just like, hanging out there. they're like little, Let's little doc rats. some easy bucks here. <laughs> These guys look like they're from, I don't know, Pennsylvania or some crap. Duels losers, did totally buy it. Hey, hey, give us a bag of donuts. <laughs> that you with bag of donuts? <laughs> that hobo ain't my brother. <laughs> I said hobo instead. Yeah. I, I made it nice. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for chapter 11? Chapter 11. You ready for this? Uh, so they climb aboard the Pearl and set sail. Uh -huh, just kidding. They're bad at it. <laughs> exactly. Zach tries <laughs> to use his book knowledge of boating, which goes, eh. He did better than I could do. Yeah. I know nothing. Alice still has not forgiven Poppy and avoids her. 
And then about an hour in, they pass an island, and Alice wonders what could be there, and that it could be anything, which kind of is her version of the I hope the world's big enough for magic. Yeah. At this point, it is 2.40, and the bus that Alice wants to be on leaves East Liverpool at 3.45. Yep. Uh, turns out that they, uh, just a few minutes later, have actually passed East Liverpool and have to turn around. Uh, they end up tipping the boat and falling in the water. They quickly right the boat and get back in, after which Alice lunges at Poppy, fed up with the adventure, <laughs> and tosses the queen overboard. Yep. Which, uh, don't do that to haunted dolls, please. No. <laughs> that was like... Except that it felt very true, because there's like, we're figuring it yeah, out. All of this, everything feels pretty realistic, and everybody's responses to things seems pretty justified. Like, that's at the point where I would just start to strangle somebody like that's a valid like yeah yeah this would be where the fights would really intensify yeah. <laughs> especially since um what i thought was very real is like oh yeah i have book knowledge about this like some of the children's books we've read you know those kids have been perfect from his book knowledge and would have figured it out but they're like oh crap <laughs> like, yeah like oh no we're going way too fast yeah this is like the <laughs> we need to slow it down it's like i know how to drive i've played need for speed Right. <laughs> I play Grand Theft Auto. I know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I thought that was great, and it didn't fall into that that trope of like, okay, we need to move him along. So he knows because he reads books. Yeah. Or like, like, oh, he took sailing lessons over the summer at you know, like in that yeah. part of the country with his poor parents. Yeah. There's no way he's like, taking sailing lessons. Like, yeah, so. we'll let him roll, but he's getting disadvantage on it. <laughs> He's rolling a two. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and then a nat one on the turn and just poof. Okay, here we go. Yeah, because the, the, that's what spills them into the drink, having to turn around. Poppy's like, we passed it! Like, and then, like, I love that Alice and Zach share look like, uh. <laughs> like, I don't know how to turn it either. <laughs> Do we just take the next exit? Or? Yeah. I'd be like, why don't we just head toward the land and we'll just walk back? Like... <laughs> I don't want to do this. Okay, chapter 12. Chapter 12. Zach immediately dives into the water after the queen, uh, and he reaches for it, and for a moment the doll feels warm to the touch. (laughs) It shouldn't in cold frickin' water. (laughs) um, When he surfaces, the pearl has run aground, and the girls have gotten off the boat and are uh, separated on the beach because they don't want to talk to each other. The backpacks are gone from the first time the boat overturned, so they have basically no supplies they head out um alice is determined to catch the bus even though she's known basically since the they got on the boat that she was never getting on which is a again another like very real thing is oh yeah i would be that way too yeah no we'll be fine we'll 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 be fine but the whole time you're like this is never gonna work so she keeps marching and like as it gets closer to 345 she starts walking faster and faster and at 354 alice turns and yells at poppy for breaking her promises Poppy tells Zach that the secret, because she's pretty angry at this point, uh, mm-hmm. Poppy tells Zach that the secret is that Alice is in love with him and what? wants to go to the movies and make kissy faces. Well, I had no idea we were right? going in this direction. Oh my goodness. She played it so close to the vest. <laughs> Alice tells Poppy about the questions in uh, in retaliation and says the reason he doesn't want to play is that he hates Poppy and Alice hates her too. Alice runs off. Zach denies hating Poppy and runs after Alice. She's like, I don't hate you, bud! I know. <laughs> I thought that was the sweetest move ever, that he made sure Poppy yeah. knew before he went after yeah. the crying one. Yeah, he's like, like, oh crap. Um, um. He's like, she does not speak for me. We're cool. And like, runs <laughs> off. Uh, so he runs off and then... Wasn't it fun on the boat? 
Uh, well, first he thinks about what what a girlfriend, having a girlfriend would be like, and thinks that someone like Alice would maybe be nice. So Zach and Alice talk, and this is the thing I was thinking of with the ghost. Uh, Zach and Alice talk, and Alice admits why she's upset about the ghost. Yeah. And I'm actually going to read straight from the book for this yeah, if I can it. track it down, because she phrases it really well. Phrases. Okay. So, uh, he mentions that he ha- he also had a dream about the ghost, and he's like, uh, I should have said something, but I should have said something before he told her. It's just... Allie looked down at her hands. She clenched them. I don't want to believe in Eleanor. I don't want there to be a ghost that's talking to Poppy and now to you. You can't really be jealous. She cut him off, talking very fast. You don't understand. There can't be a ghost, a real ghost. Because if there is, then some random dead girl wants to haunt Poppy and my own dead parents can't be bothered to come back to haunt me. (sighs) Zach handles it perfectly, though. He goes, maybe after we die, we don't get choices like that. And it probably sucks to be a ghost. Yeah. So it's just like, that was perfect. Yeah. Good job, Zach. For but being like, kind of, he, I don't know, he's got yeah. some good instincts. Because they, they, they didn't really dwell on the whole Alice's parents being dead up until this point. So this yeah. is, this is when they really hammer it home. Like, like you're kind of, you're aware of it because she lives with her grandma and they right. were like fighting for custody with Something the aunt and stuff. Happen. But like, it doesn't really play any significant part in the main story. And then that point just like, just chisels it right into you. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to share, like, a note. Okay. That, that, um, what I wrote in my note, like, Then Poppy pulls a move out of the Mara playbook and fights fire with fire. She reveals Alice has a crush on Zack. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we doing this now? Well, guess what? <laughs> Which is moral that I was like when I was Poppy's age, rather than how I, okay, I don't know if I should tell this story, but maybe my friend won't listen to this but i i won't use her name okay but uh i had a friend i'll call her harriet because i don't actually know anyone named harriet but i'll call her harriet she kind of had a falling out with a friend of ours God, i had to come up with another name is it a boy or a girl girl glenda okay so she had a falling out with glenda glenda had this birthday party and didn't invite harriet and uh harriet was like crying on the phone about it because she heard from another friend that glenda's having this party and like Apparently, Glenda's mom called um, Harriet and, like, yelled at her about it. And um, so I'm talking to... Wait, I think I mixed up the names. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're both fake. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so I'm hanging out with Glenda at the birthday party. And um, I was just like, so what's, like, what's the deal with Harriet? And she's and she, like, kind of pauses and she's like, she's really weird. And she tells these stories that are really just weird and i go like well, what do you mean weird because i knew harriet was a liar she was a liar at the time she'd like make stuff up and i go no that didn't happen yeah. i think we all had one of those i was one of those up until i my dad left then i was just like guess what lies suck and then i stopped lying but, <laughs> but like harriet kept it up until like part of like high school but this particular lie that like upset glenda was like harriet was just looking at her and being like so at night turn into a cat and I go out this window and I just run all over the town and like I just run everywhere and it's like so exciting and it just feels so exhilarating like being out in the night and Glenda was like I couldn't tell if she really believed it or if she was just making this up to mess with it. and we were like 14 so if you're telling a lie like that when you're 14 that's a little much so I was just like that is really scary. I was like, I told her she was full of it. 
but Harriet never lied on that level to me because I would be like, BS, like that, you know, that instant. She's like, no, really, I'm a cat. <laughs> Sorry, Harriet, if you recognize that, <laughs> if you're even listening to this, but it's just too good of a story. It just reminded me of Poppy, like, is she making this up or not? How much of this does she believe? So I related to that. Because <laughs> my friend could turn into a cat. <laughs> Cheese it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen her and Harry at the same place. <laughs> I call my cat a her. Sorry. Let me do emasculate you on Mike. So chapter 13. Oh, but yeah, the, the chapter ends with Poppy suddenly popping up and telling them that she has a way into town. Or she found the way into town. Oh yeah, that's that's actually my last bullet, but I got it. I got so excited about the dead parents. Okay, yeah. All right, here we go. Thirteen. Chapter Wait thirteen, down. in which Alice becomes Batman. Wait, sorry, that's a different story entirely. Never mind. What? <laughs> dead parents. Oh yeah, she could be Batman. Batgirl. She she had the face paint. That's right. Chapter thirteen. The kids enter East Liverpool, which is kind of run down. Uh, they pass a. <laughs> They pass a gaming store with bikes outside. This is actually one of those situations where I didn't write something in the synopsis and then realized that it became relevant and had to go back and put it into the synopsis. So they pass a gaming store with bikes outside. They go into a diner and the woman behind the counter offers them a table for four. Their, their waitress arrives and comments on how creepy the doll is, which is really nice that she's acknowledging a doll and not another girl. Yes. Like, thank you. <laughs> I think the, the waitress was significantly younger, though. Yes. I think so. she was supposed to be, like, a teenager, probably. Probably teenager, early 20s, early, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alice leaves the table, and Poppy starts to pester Zach about the questions. Alice returns and says the next bus leaves at 3.45 tomorrow. Oh, jeez. Uh, they budget themselves well and have a dinner of chili and fries. And the kids decide on their next step, grave digging. <laughs> So they need to find where Eleanor is supposed to be buried. So they go to the library to find a map. But the library is closed. So Alice climbs through the window. The others follow her in. And uh, there is a china display that I'm sure totally has nothing to do with Eleanor whatsoever. Right. <laughs> I'm like, go look at that. Uh, so they run around the empty library and have basically the best time ever. And I'm super jelly I wrote that out. Because I was really excited about that part. <laughs> Just running around in a library? Just any time where you can be in, like, a building for a different use when no one else is there and you can just do whatever you want there, I just, I love that sort of situation. <laughs> That's why I would love to do, uh, be periodic, like, events at school that were, like, after hours, and I'd be like, oh, can you go get something from this other room? And be like, yeah, I can, and I'm gonna spend, like, 15 minutes doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zach and Alice realize that they can stay there until morning, but Poppy reminds them of the quest and tries to keep them focused. Stay on, fo stay on task. <laughs> Alice is frustrated that everything seems to be about what Poppy wants and just the one thing. Like, she's very, it just has to, everything has to be about this one thing. Well, it is the quest, Alice. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't the time for you to do this. <laughs> uh, Poppy finds the graveyard on a local map and suggests that they go that night. Uh, so Zach goes and kills time looking at a book of local folklore and puts cryptic notes between the pages. One, I did this. <laughs> I would put notes in books. Drink the milk. <laughs> <laughs> Two, anytime I found like a slip of paper or something in a book or like on the ground or something, I, I still do this now actually if you pay attention if I find something in a book I'm shelving at my school library, I'll still do it. But I just 
keep like random notes that I find at home because they're fun. Um, so then Zack and the others fall asleep. Zack dreams of being Eleanor again and wakes to a woman with pink hair standing over him. Shriek! What I wrote. Okay. All right, now this felt more true because it's this run-down crappy area. It's the weekend and the library's closed. Of course it is because I cut funding to it, so that's why it's closed. I was like, finally! I'm amazed this bus is running. <laughs> it's it's basically oh. Frank Weiler for the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, when Alice is breaking in the basement window, she starts acting like Lady J and Zach joins in, but he sees Poppy looking upset, and he, like... This is very sophisticated thinking on his part, but he realizes uh, she feels left out, since if she joined in, he'd scream at her for doing it. Like, are you playing the game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, it's safe for Alice to do it, but if I do it, you've all fit. I think I'm the villain. Not yeah. the DM, damn it. <laughs> so I'm just like, Poppy, sorry. I'll be a better friend to you. I won't have secrets. That's all I got. Except, like, um... This mother-in-law I'm gonna have when I'm um I'm an adult, she like she had pink hair, so I was kind of picturing her, until it seemed like she was like actually significantly younger. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter fourteen, uh, the woman, a librarian, wakes the kids up and says that she has to call either the kids' parents or the police, but she's got to call someone. Yeah. Zach considers bolting, but notices that Poppy doesn't have the queen, and is like, "There's no way we're all gonna be able to get out of here and get all of our stuff and." What if the girls don't notice that I've left and then... Yeah, there's too much to figure out. I kind of liked that. It was like the, we can have an action scene or we can think about it for a second and a half. Yeah. And not do it because it's the smarter idea. (laughs) So the librarian takes them into the break room for tea and Poppy then realizes that the queen is gone. The librarian, Miss Catherine, is her name, (laughs) prepares snacks and locks the kids in while she calls the director. Zach curses not going to the graveyard the night before and Poppy apologizes for the mess she's gotten them all into. She says that uh, she can tell the others are changing and will forget what it's like to make up things. She gets really worked up that everyone else is growing up and feels like it's the same as dying, and she doesn't want to be the next one to do it. Alice and Poppy take turns calling their guardians. Alice's grandma seems a little different, but is still going to grab her forever. And Poppy needs a ride because her parents aren't available. Zach asks Alice out, and she quickly accepts like <laughs> to just get it over with. Okay, sure. Zach calls home, and his dad is the one that answers. And his dad says, basically, I don't understand, but I'm trying. I'm doing something about it, at least. Um, and this time he seems a lot more genuine than yeah, when he apologized the first time. Yeah, this is a sincere time. apology yeah. this time. Um, and his dad wishes him good luck on the quest, and we'll see him soon. Yeah, there's a thing that really made me relate to Poppy. was like all my imaginative games that I played, I only stopped playing them because everyone else didn't want to anymore so i was kind of the poppy of like i don't have anything else to fall back on this is what i like you you have basketball and like alice has like all her like the play and like all this other stuff this is what i care about and you guys are gonna move off from it and i'm just the loser left holding the bag Mm -hmm. so um i kind of was like that my whole life so i kind of got to the point where i found myself doing this (laughs) sorry i'm gonna like end up like analyzing myself but um if i sense any kind of pullback from anybody on something, I'll just quit it immediately. Just be like, okay, whatever. I was just like, nah, never mind. Let's not do that. And then and they're just like, oh, well, okay. And I was like, well, they let it go easily, so I guess I was right. They didn't really want to do it's it. Because like, it's easier than like getting invested into it and, and then disappointed they... again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which almost happened with this podcast. 
when I was asking if you'd finished the book yet, or if you'd even started it, and you said no, and I was like, cool, so this is a sign that he doesn't actually want to do this anymore, and, like, I'm the one who took freaking notes that I'm carrying, so I was just all like, maybe you should tell him, like, we're not doing this anymore, and I was like, no, no, stop, stop! <laughs> and hey, three full episodes in, and it's going a lot better! <laughs> I just like to try and read That's... it, like, the week before, so it's fresher in my head. Right, but I'm I'm just saying. I no, no, no. <laughs> that's that's I'm totally saying. fair. I can I can understand that. I like this happening to me is why I am the way I am. I, so I... screw you, Megan. <laughs> um, two things. One, just quick little side thing. Uh, the other big thing that we used to play besides in my sandbox was I had like a big like Lego town, and we had our little Lego characters yeah. and like storylines and stuff, and. I still have all of those figures, like, still built. Like, I've, I've destroyed the buildings and stuff because they started falling apart anyways. I needed to get it and stuff. But, like, the little characters are still there. Partially because of nostalgia and partially because, like, oh, I mean, they still have to- stories that need to get told. And maybe they'll come back and they'll play with me. I still have the specific Barbies that me and Megan would use for our Barbie games. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, I feel the same way that you do where I'm... I always end up being the one that is more invested in a project yep. or like I'm the one that's like, Hey, let's do something creative. Let's do something collaborative. Let's do something. And then everybody will be like, yeah, that's awesome. And I'll be like, cool. I'm going to set it up and we're going to do it. And then maybe we'll have like a first session and it goes well. And then nobody ever like, gets then back everyone flakes. Yeah. and it's just like, okay, cool. So I have, I have probably a dozen projects on my computer that are like collaborations with other people that are never going to get done. Um, yeah, so, I'm not going to flake with this. So real talk, it actually piss. means a lot to me that we're this far. Okay. Like it's me too. It's really nice. That's so I'm like, please post them. <laughs> we can get some like feedback. Yes. This sucks. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So that really resonated with me. Um, and the other thing is, I his dad's still not perfect, and yeah. he's still got some problems to work out. But the thing I really liked was how it was uh, written here. So I'm not good at this kind of thing. But even though I don't always get things, and your mother tells me I don't know how to talk. I wanted to tell you that I've been thinking about what I did with those toys ever since it happened. It was a mean thing to do. I grew up mean, and I don't want you to have to grow up mean, too. When I saw those figures, I pictured you getting hassled at school. I thought you needed to be tougher, but I've been thinking that protecting somebody by hurting them before someone else gets the chance isn't the kind of protecting that anybody wants. Yeah. Yeah, Zach said. It was all he could bring himself to say. So, I'll see you soon, his father told him. Good luck with the quest. He said the word as though it was a strange, unfamiliar shape in his mouth. But he said it. That's like when you, like, like the first time my parents ever heard, like, Pokemon or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, it means a ton to me. It doesn't mean anything to them. But the fact that they try to understand it yeah. because it's important to you, it's like, that means so much to yeah. your kid. Yeah, it does. Like, take the time, learn what your kids like, talk to them about it. Even if you don't get it or you don't like it, just show that, you know, you support that they're interested in something. None of this dismissive crap. Yeah. It's like, well, this is stupid. Like, yeah, yeah it might be stupid, but they care about yeah. it. So, yeah. Uh, I, I liked, yeah, like, um, when they're calling the parents and Alice is up first and she comes back kind of, like, uh, like weirded out. She's like, she like my grandma, she sounds like a scared old, you know, scared old lady. That's really all my grandma is. It's just this scared old woman who has to look after this kid who keeps getting older and, like, needs, like, more... Uh, different kind of attention and all this but like I'm getting older and can't keep up and like what you know she's it's like she's getting some awareness of what her grandmother's going through um and then like I just felt for poor Poppy because she just comes back because like I need to get a ride from one of you guys because no one's gonna come get me I've had and that's been me like my whole life I've had friends like that where it's like you know 
my parents are basically they're the parent role because they know that the kids parents are going to be total flakes or whatever yeah. and not you know my... i feel like in this case poppy's parents i think they both they're both work all the time so they i can't get off work for two hours to pick you up in this town and take you home i think it said is what i, I think it explicitly said that one of them was working i don't remember why the other one there it is i need to write i couldn't I, she couldn't get her dad so she couldn't even get her dad on the phone because yeah. they probably weren't getting him at work. I'm like, oh, whatever, leave a message. Yeah. You know. And mom's working until late. Yeah. Um, my dad showed up to multiple, like, bring your dad to X events for other people. Oh. Like, he was, he's that sort of guy. So. Oh. I just didn't go to school on the days where they had to do that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not only I'm not bringing my dad, I'm not bringing myself either. Yeah. Screw all of you. I'm going to be at home eating Cheerios. <laughs> I got a big bowl of Cheerios. Big bowl of Cheerios I had to walk on the highway for. Alright, we ready for chapter 15? Yeah. Okay, we're almost there. Miss Catherine asks Zach about uh, the cemetery research that was left out on the table, and Zach then asks her about Eleanor Kirshner, um, but Miss Catherine only knows about a pottery maker with the last name Kirshner with a grisly story whose work is on display downstairs. And Zach is like, I need to get down to that display! Uh, he returns to the break room, and Miss Catherine goes outside to call the director again, and Zach tells the girls that they have to escape and finish the quest. And despite their differences and frustrations, they are all aboard for doing that, at least. So Alice climbs into the ceiling. Yeah, drop, do. <laughs> drops down on the other side of the door and opens it, and they split up to find the queen. Naturally, uh, Zach heads downstairs, and he finds a Kirshner display. And there's a pretty detailed plaque about uh, Lucas Kirshner, who had a daughter that disappeared in 1895. Kirshner was a pretty talented uh, China maker. He, They had this whole like subset of a bigger company that focused on uh, him and one other designer uh, making these this specialty type of bone china. Called Orchid Wear. Mm-hmm. And Based on Lotus Wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, not financially viable at all, but they kept it going because they were kind of like, well, we're this far. <laughs> uh, Can't yeah. back out now. We've gotta finish the quest. Lucas Kirshner's sister-in-law reported that Lucas seemed unhinged around the time of the disappearance, and blood and hair was found among Lucas's work supplies. Though he denied killing his daughter and instead said that he gave her new life. He was eventually sentenced to death. Uh, reports of unique Kirshner pieces, including a doll, still crop up from time to time. So the 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 collection is kind of like an ongoing legend. There's a doll. Have we seen any dolls before in this story? Maybe. Zach believes that the sister-in-law was the one that caused Eleanor to fall off the roof, uh, which yeah. is the part that he dreamed. I think he was the one that dreamed that portion of it. Uh, Poppy dreamed of the woman chasing her on the roof of the broom. Oh, okay. And okay. Never mind. Zach dreamt of her falling. Okay. And then that's when the librarian woke him okay. up. <laughs> and yeah, so Zach believes Eleanor, she fell off the roof and Lucas then made her into a doll as a tribute to her. Uh, and then Zach finds the queen in the stash of the girl's bathroom and the creepiest part of the story, uh, as far as the paranormal stuff, in my opinion. He, when he looks into the mirror, Zach sees his face reflected yeah. as an unmoving China doll. But when he blinks, it's normal again. How did the doll get into the trash? I thought Alice put her there. <laughs> I'm done with this! <laughs> That's a bullshit! <laughs> How big is this plaque? <laughs> I, kept, I kept flipping pages like, do you know what a plaque looks like? It's just a little, like... Or is it just, like, 
I wonder if, like, she said plaque, or if it wasn't, like, you see these displays, and it's more like some, like... It's probably, like, a two-page like, two framed page, article. Yeah. Like, the, with that they're... Why can't I remember the word for it? I keep thinking cellophane. That's not what the word is. Laminated? Laminated. Like, two laminated papers that, like, they tape up in the back of the case for stuff, like, mm-hmm. the, you see on display in libraries and stuff. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is, rather than a plaque, because I was like, this, this isn't a plaque. This is, like, a thesis. Do you know how much metal this... <laughs> do you know how much orchid wear went into this black we don't necessarily know if puppy i uh, did a bunch of research on it but how things are adding up <laughs> 16, 16 the last chapter the very last chapter so zach and alice meet up outside uh outside the library and uh, Poppy runs out, being chased by Miss Catherine. Going, go, go, go! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poppy screws everything up. <laughs> start the car! Start the car! <laughs> it's like, they all got out just fine, and of course Poppy yeah. ends up running out with the librarian after her, and she falls asleep on the first watch. Poppy's not good at this. Okay, listen, she's the DM. She is not oh, specced for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they all bolt and return to the gaming store that they passed on the way and steal two unlocked bikes. So they've stolen two bikes and a boat. But they did call the marina to say where that yes, boat was. Yes, they did. I forgot. Yeah. Zach was very adamant about that. Yeah, He's like, he, listen, we when we get this. there, we're going to call them and let them know where their boat is because, you know, I'm still a, I'm a nice pirate. <laughs> I said, commandeer, not keep. <laughs> Zach tucks the queen under his shirt, soon feels something in his shirt move, and then tells the doll to stop. And at this point, he's just kind of like, I don't even like whether or not it's real or not, just quit it. <laughs> They arrive at the cemetery and look for a willow tree because Poppy mentioned that uh, the grave is going to be underneath a willow tree. And they had a thing about, like, is it a weeping willow or a regular willow? I was like, I think they're all kind of droopy. <laughs> they're all kind of droopy. <laughs> Zach returns the queen to Poppy and they split up. They don't find anything and Poppy wonders if, despite the true dream, she might have made the rest up, uh, even if it felt true when she said it. Yeah. Which I think... I felt bad for her there. Yeah, that would be, like, the kind of, like, the compulsive liar kid, like, finally having the realization of, like, even, like, maybe I think it's true just because I want it to be, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily make it true. Plus, they've been telling her she's crazy this whole time. Mm-hmm. So she's like, maybe you guys are right, I'm just making this up. Yeah. Um, the three argue about whether or not the whole thing was fake, making note of Zach's dreams as well, and the people mentioning a blonde girl. So there's kind of, it, it kind of leaves that open and like, do you want to believe it was uh, Poppy or do you want to believe it was the ghost? I feel like it leans more heavily towards it, every, it was all real, like the ghost, like everything came together exactly. I hope so. I want I mean, it to be. I, I felt like it was a clear case. I'm like, I believe it. This all this is all adding up. Alice comforts Poppy and says that either way it was a good adventure and it was a good last game. Uh, Zach finally admits what happened with the toys as dad threw him away. He suggests they split up to look for the willow again and then he finally lets himself cry when he's alone. The girls find Zach, and everyone realizes that Zach has actually been sitting and crying right in front of the Kirshner grave. The grave has a carving of a willow tree with spaces for Lucas and Hedda and an empty space. So they prepare a grave for Eleanor, and they each speak. Zach feels the same wind he felt when he was passing the houses back home, and he thinks he faintly hears a girl laughing. Then the parents arrive, and as the kids leave, they imagine what will happen to their kingdom with the queen gone, and Poppy asks if they want to play. I really like this book. Yeah. Well, I like how angry she was after she hears about Zach's dream and stuff. Because, essentially, he's been gaslighting her this whole story. Yeah. By not, like, saying... So she's yeah, like, it's you like... let me think. Yeah. I'm nuts. And you were holding this very important piece of information. <laughs> yeah, this story was, like, really, really good. Do you want to mention what you said uh, at lunch uh, about, like, seeing me on Goodreads when we finished the... 
Oh, what about it that you gave it five stars? Well, because you were like, this is going to, like, I I hope we, you know, feel the same way because it's going to suck if we... Yeah, <laughs> if I go into this, like, I had a very personal connection to the story and you're all like, it's BS. Or, like, you, you pull your, like, it was okay, I guess. Yeah, it was all right. And I'm like, don't, no, this, this is, like, this is everything I am. <laughs> How can you be friends with me and, like, this is everything. This explains it all. <laughs> How can you be friends with me? Just think the book is okay. Well, I just think you're okay, too. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not my best friend. <laughs> like, it's all three stars. Hey, I gave the book five stars, so. Yeah, but yeah she did. she went on Goodreads and she saw that I'd rated it five stars and she was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> so I was kind of dreading it a little bit, but you just like, hey, it's a really nice. Yeah, it I've really resonated. Better. Yeah, it did. So yeah, I would say this is a great one to pick up if you are a fan of imagination and storytelling. Uh, if you want something that really feels like what it's like to be a kid, uh, that includes some of the messy bits and isn't just like a an idolization of childhood. Yeah. It's got it's got enough like what I was saying with like the empty library where you just kind of get the giddiness of of being young again, but it still has like you know not everything's perfect, and so it's a real good mix of that. Uh, but no, overall, uh, I I would probably consider it my favorite of the ones that we've yeah, read so far. Yeah, it's the best one so far. Like Fable Haven was close, but not quite. No, Miss Frisbee is good. It yeah, it it has a little bit of the you know because it's forty something years old at this point. It it has a little bit less of a spark to it in some aspects. As far as the episodes that you've listened to, we haven't read a bad book yet! <laughs> <laughs> One we will not speak of was garbage. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah. Uh, Hello Fellow Kids is hosted by Mara and Josh. Uh, is produced by me, Josh. Music is provided by Ben. Visit him at benash.com. If you want to contact us, give us an email at hfkpodcast at gmail.com. I always mix up what letters go where. <laughs> um, yeah. Hello, fellow kids. HFK. Yes. Uh, go ahead and contact us there and stay tuned for the next episode, which will come out at some point and be about some book. So, bye. <laughs>